Well, folks, it's your old pal Jeremiah James and the illustrious Dr. Terry Jansen. And we are here just to let you know that we're going to be taking a two-week hiatus, trying to give our fans a heads up and not just kind of ghost them. Am I right, Doc? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we're at the end of our summers, taking just a little little break. Yeah, a little, little bit of Both of us have been ill multiple times. <laughs> just, just a little, just a little self-care, take a nap. Yeah. Read a, read a book. I'm mostly going to nap, if Good. I'm being honest. You know what? I respect that about you. I'm not much of a napper. I always kind of wake up where I'm like, ah, what happened? Where, where am I? What did I miss? And I feel kind of anxiety. Sleep for more than 20, I can't sleep for more than 20 minutes. I was once told by a doctor, like, well, like sleep sleep phases, right? But I'll only take a 20-minute nap. Because if I take any more than a 20-minute, I enter into deep of like a sleep phase. And then when I wake up, just like you, I'm like, what has happened and why is everything terrible? Right, exactly. <laughs> why do I feel like the world's come to an end when I wake up from a long nap? Like, this yeah. is the weirdest. Anyway, 20 listen, minutes. This is, this 20 is not minutes. about our sleep habits. We wanted to give our fans a heads up. We are taking a little bit of break. We hope you have a wonderful Labor Day weekend and that you all enjoy the last little bit of summer. And we will be back officially on the 12th of September with a new episode. So everybody have a wonderful holiday. We'll talk to you all again in a couple of weeks. And uh, don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Send us your could have been better sex stories or great sex stories. And uh, we'll talk to you all again soon. Be kind to one another. And I'll see you on the 12th, Doc. See you then. Bye. Bye. Clinical disclaimer. This podcast is focused on education and entertainment. While we love to help and teach, it is not meant to be used as a replacement for clinical services. If you are experiencing significant relationship issues or major concerns in your sexual, physical, or mental health, please seek the services of a professional provider near you. University of Pleasure. Where we have sexual conversation to help build a happier nation. I'm Dr. Tara Jansen, licensed psychologist and certified sex therapist. And I'm Jeremiah James, and I'm just a guy who likes talking about sex. Doc, how is the noggin? Is it getting better since COVID? Uh, yeah, I mean, it is. I don't, you know, like, it's getting better. But, you know, I've always had problems with headaches. So I think it just kind of knocked me off my axis. But I'm getting there. I'm yeah, getting but there, it's, man. Not because, it's, not, it's not because of me, though, right? Like, you're not getting extra I mean, headaches. Like, you don't get, like, an extra headache when you come on with me. But, but it is interesting you ask me. And, like, I'm, I'm noticing a theme. How dare you. But, but you know, I'll, I'll keep track. And we are back, folks. The doc and I back in the swing of things. I'm no longer sick. The doc is feeling better. Everybody's on the up and up, which I love. I'm so glad you're feeling better, though, doc. Because, man, that, was it the last episode or the episode before that? You were like, I, I don't know, dude. My brain, my brain, COVID yeah. hit your brain like with a sledgehammer. And it look, really... I, can't, I can't be the entire brains behind this operation okay i need no one would ever accuse you of that how dare <laughs> you how very dare you well i'm no glad one. that you are feeling I meant better to, i meant to say no one would ever put you in that position that's Sorry. what it was that's what it was of that's course of course that was exactly what you meant and i understand so uh announcements about announcements doc we got so much going on here at the university of pleasure as always check out our last episode i don't love you what was it i love you i don't even remember we do so much the last here. episode was i love you but i don't like you okay i love you but i don't like you and the doc had to explain this to me but i was totally on board so don't forget to check that out don't forget to check out the amy book it's out there written by autumn karen and myself and the audiobook by myself and Kelly Dornay. And uh, yeah, we got uh, some fun stuff coming up. And today's episode specifically, as we were saying in the intro, is a full circle episode, man. This one, I mean, it's that time of year again, folks, where we're doing uh, a could have been better sex story. Which and, is my favorite. Which these are is my always, favorite ones. I love, these are my I love these. Episodes. They make me so happy. I, I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know what our guest is going to tell us today, but I got to be, be truly honest. I still think the most hardcore could have been better sex story 
came from Sam Zeller. When he was telling the story about him and that guy getting together and doing, watching YouTube videos to do injectable penis uh, medication stuff. Oh, like injectable, stuff. oh, like injectable Viagra, yeah. Yeah, that was, I was like, you just, you straight up watched YouTube? Like, like that, what? Like, I mean, I understand YouTube if you're like, look, I gotta figure out how to change the spark plugs in my car, but like, to inject something into my wiener, like that's something that like I would probably want a doctor to explain to me. And even then I couldn't guarantee that I would even, no matter how excited I was to sleep with somebody, that I would want a needle anywhere near my ding dong. You know what I mean? Like, and these guys were just like, yeah, get the needles. Let's watch a couple of YouTube videos, right? Yeah, I mean, I don't know too though, if you remember the episode we did on how arousal impacts decision-making. Right. That's true so, too. That's certain, true too. But I gotta be certain real. Things, certain things feel like better ideas when we're aroused. I understand that, but even aroused, if somebody was like, "Time to whip out a bunch of syringes," I'd be like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa!" No matter how crazy aroused I was, Doc, especially when it came we're to all my di- we all my junk. Have a, a, a different sort of tolerance level. Listen, I'm not trying to yuck anyone's yum here, Doc. I'm just saying I thought it was the most hardcore thing I had ever heard. I was like, yep, you know, hang on. Also from the, also from the world's sweetest person. Oh, I, exactly. The that's, the, that's the other crazy thing. It was like, he's just like the sweetest, most lovable teddy bear in the world. And yet, he, and because it be very clear, you should go back and check out that could have been better sex story with Sam because it, it really was like one of those things where my mouth just was hanging open because I know that person. And I was like, what? You did what? And it didn't end there. Like it was, I wish I could say that that may have been the most hardcore aspect of what he told us. But there were layers in that doc that were like all over the place that I just kept going. This sounds like you're making up like a sketch from Saturday Night Live. Like, I don't even know how to describe it. Anyway, that's yeah, not the point. I think, I think you were more shocked than me, but I also spend way more of my day talking to people about sex. Well, so. look, that is, I was going to say, come on, that's no comparison. Like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, you hear all kinds of things that I, my brain can't even comprehend. Some of the things you tell me from time to time, I'm like, my brain just starts to melt. And yet somebody like Sam, who I've known for a very long time, starts telling me something like that. And I just... I still can't comprehend it all. Anyway, that's not what we're here to talk about. We're here. (laughs) We are here with a new episode. But before we get into that new episode, Doc, shoot that phone number out for us. Let people send us some messages. Oh, but yeah, if other people have a could have been been better sex story, you can uh, give us a call at 917-382-0653. That's it. Excellent. And don't forget to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social medias. It's what the kids are doing nowadays. And uh, yeah, so let's jump in here. I'm very excited about this, everybody. I'm going to use my sexy voice, fix my hair, because we have a special guest. Ladies and gentlemen, the illustrious, world renowned Sapphire is here again to tell us <laughs> another could have been better sex story. Sapphire, welcome yeah. back to the show. Thanks for having me. I'm sad to say that I'm back again for even better. <laughs> well, you know, Sapphire was in season two, right? Like, yes. That was last season. That was I last believe. season. It was last and season when Sapphire came to visit with us and tell us it could have been better sex story. How and, do we? Well, and Sapphire is a what is it? A, what do we call it? Like a student, a student, like what's the word? It's her for stage that? name. Stage name. Oh, which reminds me, Doc. Did you see in the news the big news and Sapphire? This is very exciting. I think you'll enjoy this as well. So the Actors Union, in uh, you know the United States, who governs actors all over the U.S., have now started taking on strippers and they are now joining the union as stage performers and i want to say right here right now on the university pleasure i am all for this they work extremely hard and uh, you know that i'm an advocate for sex workers in general but they're not official sex workers but you know what i mean and but can you believe that i'm sorry this is a total segue here but I, i forgot about this like in the news i saw this and i was like this is genius and uh, I, for one, 
am all about, I'm going to get a bunch of business cards and go all over the place. I will say, let's get them all. Let's get you're a, a union rep. That's right. Why? I'm a union rep. <laughs> Send me to Hustler tomorrow and I will be there to unionize for insurance. for insurance, for protection under the law. That is what the union gives you. And I'm all for it. Aren't you all for it too, Doc? I am very excited when uh, people that do sex work get their, the capacity to do their work safely and with protection. Exactly, because these people were these these poor people were being hosted so badly at this club, and they decided to unionize. They went to Actors Equity, and Actors Equity said yes. And I said, "This is brilliant. Let's go." I'm all for it. I support you all. Union for everybody. Anyway, I'm sorry about that random segue, but that's the way my brain <laughs> I'm sorry works. Sorry for that that long union promo. <laughs> I just well, no, I'm just excited. You know, like I mean, really, like no, it's great. I, isn't, um, that, isn't that brilliant? I should have shared yeah. it in the beginning. I'm sorry, Sapphire, to make you wait. I want your story now. I'm here for it. By the way, Sapphire, when I come in with the super sexy Jeremiah voice, you should come in. Just with like something a little, a little bit like close to my deliver. I'm not giving you notes. I'm just saying <laughs> for me, for Why? our personal connection in the show. Okay. All right. That's <laughs> well done. Well, well done. All right, everybody. We're back. I'm sorry for that random tirade. It needed to be said. I'm proud of my union and I'm proud of these ladies who are uh, dancers and coming in. So Sapphire, uh, as a, welcome as an aside. back people across genders strip. I 100% is true, but this in particular was a female club. Oh, well, I would hope it would open up. That's what to, I'm saying. Yeah. I say across the board, let's head down to Chippendales on Wednesday. Come on, Sapphire, you wanna come and help be a union rep? I'll sign you and we'll go together. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I haven't uh, danced uh, near a pole publicly. Yeah, but I, I, I oh, I didn't know where that was going. I got to be real with you. Like you were like, I haven't danced nude near a pole. Dot dot dot. And then I was like, Tell me more. Ever. Okay, Sorry. ever, not ever. Well, always can start. Listen, so I support anybody who wants to, you know, move into new aspects of life and learn a new trade. So here we are, Sapphire. We're all together okay. again. I'm excited that you're here. Doc, what did you want to say? I'm trying to have a conversation. I'm trying to get them. What? You're, well, you're making, you're, well, I, uh, it hasn't been a conversation yet. What? <laughs> mostly, <laughs> mostly your enthusiasm, which it is a good, it's good news. I'm excited about your news. Okay. All right. Well, I, I was trying to segue back to Sapphire. I was trying to reestablish <laughs> the connection here. Uh, welcome back, oh. Sapphire. Go ahead, Doc. Oh. All I was going to say is, I remember the name, not a stage name, it's an alias, right? Isn't an alias when you're trying to like protect like an alias or a pseudonym, right? Or like an assumed name when you're yes. trying to like protect yourself from like being discovered in some way, which yes. I mean, a stage name also does that. But I think alias was the word. Yes, this is her alias. Sapphire. There we go. Yeah. That was all. I, I just wanted to be a word nerd for like two seconds. Uh, so yeah. I th I'm really excited because last time, right, Sapphire, I remember last time the story was about, it's like someone that was into, well, I think it seemed like the sex was not, it could have been better, but it honestly seemed like one of the components that was most um, upsetting to you was the poor music choice. The poor music choices. They were brutal. They were poor upsetting to me. Yeah, yeah. Better Than Ezra is still burned into my mind. <laughs> Along oh. with in the blowfish. Oh. Yeah. We'll so, so I'm excited for whatever we have in store today. All right, I've, Sapphire. The oh, time no, has I... come. We are going to hand it off to you for a could have been better sex story from the illustrious Sapphire. This is Sapphire Part Two. Okay. Go ahead. Um, so I guess about a year ago, I um, I had a friend that moved away to another city and he had a long-term girlfriend. Um, but during like the lockdowns, we connected just like as friends, like over like, you know, uh, text and Marco Polo, um, like the video messaging app. And I was going to um, say, I had no idea what you were talking about there. So thank you for clarifying. <laughs> I was like, yeah. Marco Polo, you guys play a game in the pool? Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It's pretty fun. Um, and 
he and his girlfriend broke up and he decided to move back home, which is the city where I live. Um, and, you know, and, and our, I should say our communications like had like a flirtatious tone, but like, obviously he had a long-term girlfriend, so nothing ever happened. But when he decided to move home, he came back to our, our town and, uh, messaged me and said, Hey, I'm going to be, you know, in town this weekend looking for places. Um, do you want to get dinner one of those nights? And I was like, absolutely. And I was, I was like super excited because he was the first guy I had a crush on in a long time. Oh, all right. Okay. You know, like crushes were hard to access in, in the lockdowns and everything. So this was great. I was like so excited. Um, and I like knew this guy. Um, he's very attractive. Um, so we went to dinner and, um, at dinner, he, uh, we, we got to talking somehow about smoking and I was like, I like smoke like four cigarettes a year. Like I allow myself four cigarettes a year. And that's very um, specific, Sapphire. That's very specific. You, you literally decided you, you made a decision. I'm sorry. I'm just interested here. Not, I'm not going to take long doc. Don't give me the yeah. side eye. I just, <laughs> yeah, give me the side. eye. I can see the side. eye. okay. One day we're going to start filming these and people are going to be like, Oh, look at her giving side. eye." So listening. you literally said to thing. yourself four cigarettes a year. Are they like on like Christmas, birthday, Thanksgiving? Like what, what are we talking about? Well, um, the two that I'd had uh, the year prior were on Thanksgiving and I was telling him about that. Um, but no, it's, it's like times of stress. Okay. Uh, which can also include holidays. Right. But, um, no, I, it's just like, if, if I'm having a real bad day and I need a cigarette, I can have up to four really bad days and I have to, you know. I respect that, man. That's, yeah. that's like, yeah. like it's, very it's, specific, like four. Yeah. I allow it four times. That's amazing. That was, that's as an aside, that that's called like a harm reduction strategy, right? Where rather than doing something all or nothing, people like create some space, but in a, in a very limited way, but that allows like to like engage in sort of a, a pleasure or an urge in some kind of way, but with minimal impact or effect, right? Or like, you know, really manages, because I would imagine your four cigarettes a year, most doctors probably wouldn't be like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, most of them would yeah. be like, eh, fair way to not smoke, right? Yeah, stand strong. I love it. Anyway, I'm sorry about that. I just thought it was very specific. And now I'm back in the story with you. I'm here, I'm present. Let's go. <laughs> um. So, yeah, so I, you know, I said that and he was like, oh, well, uh, uh, sometimes I, uh, I have a character that I break out at parties and my character uh, keeps a pack of Marlboros, uh in his breast pocket. And I was like, oh, oh, oh God. Okay. Uh, I'm sorry. Can, I'm sorry. How did we not know this after all the time talking and flirting of Marco Polo? I'm just curious. He never brought out the the fact that he has a alter ego. Yeah, that was oh. an alter ego that he said he's like my alter ego. Oh, doesn't boy. come out too often, but uh, when he does, and I was he like, smokes, he, he smokes, he smokes Marvel Reds. Does he smoke them or just keep them in his pocket? Well, I, I was like, wow, Marlboro Reds. That's hardcore. Uh, that's a harsh cigarette, and he was like, oh, I don't inhale. <laughs> oh my like, god. Got it. I Got love it. this guy already. This is amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when I'm in a party, I specifically bring Marble Reds just in case my alter ego comes out, but I don't inhale them. It's just part of my <laughs> alter ego's jam. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and, and I love was... that the date continued. Con so go on. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I was like, like my boner equivalent went from like here down to like half staff i was like oh god yeah <laughs> i gotta press through this forget it yep get to the other <laughs> side get to the other side yeah I, he definitely was like you know he's a rooting tooting shooting cowboy who likes to fast deal poker but only certain <laughs> bring him out at parties and i was like okay oh oh my dear oh okay and then um this this feels like we're on a luge to hell all of a sudden i feel for you <laughs> sapphire Go ahead. There's some, there's some uh, nice, uh, it's like going through the nine circles of hell. Uh, <laughs> we're only on one. We're All right. Stop. Um, 
So then the bill comes and he reaches and puts his hand on top of the bill and he goes, uh, how do you want to do this? Do you want me to pay for it all? And then you Venmo me for half. Oh, yes. And then I was like, boners uh, now down to three quarters. Yep. I was like, uh, I got it. I got it. I was just like, this is, this is bad. And, um, and then he's like, oh, great. Thanks. And then I was like, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> oh, great. Thanks. Great. I mean, don't get me wrong. I understand that sometimes fiscally people need to split the bill. Like, but I think you can be like, is it all right if we split this versus sort of like, I, I've got it, but we'll then you'll Venmo me. I'll send you. Yeah, the link. That, that's part of what feels really confusing. It's sort of the performance of I got it, but not really. Right, like you, yeah, like just the hand over, like leaning in. Uh, do you want to uh, Venmo me for half? I'll, I'll, just, I'll get all the credit card points. Ooh, but, uh, wow. Half. Ooh, Sapphire. <laughs> Yeah, that is a credit card point move. I didn't even think about that. Good call. No, and then I was like, well, I mean, if if we're going to do this, I'm going to show him that uh, that one person can pay for it all. No problem. And yeah. he just said back, oh, thanks. So I don't know. Maybe maybe he or his alter ego didn't have enough in the bank account. I don't know. But, were you uh, at dinner with his alter ego or were you at dinner with him? This whole alter um, ego thing is just I a was, whole other level I was at dinner with him, I think. I feel like the root and shooting cowboy would, uh, would maybe think. Probably doesn't even know. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. And I just have to say he's really attractive, uh, which is such a bummer that this happened. Um, Listen, Sapphire, we've all pushed through. You know what I mean? We've all been there where you're with somebody who is extremely beautiful, you know, and you're just like, and then all of a sudden you're talking to him and you're like, ooh, this is, this is getting hard. This is getting, yep. but they're so beautiful. I gotta see it through to the end. I gotta, I gotta stand strong. I gotta get to the other side here. So I understand, just, you know, the doc may not admit this, but I understand okay sapphire i want you to understand i, under, I understand as well okay <laughs> but do you doc you. or is it the gray area of understanding that only a doc would say that you understand no i understand i mean also like part of it is attraction i also think that a lot of times like we want things to work out often right like it's op you know like to be optimistic about something it's sort of a um, psychologically protective trait as well to be like, all right, let's, you know, it's probably not advisable to be like, ah, oh, here this person said this one silly thing, or they did this one sort of behavior that feels a little squiggy. I'm out, right? Like, I think we've all been taught that sometimes if you bail too early, you can't have good things. So I think sometimes you also, you know, there's, there's a sense in hanging in there for a bit and seeing what happens. Sure. But and by it the way, it sounds like, you're starting to collect cues. Yeah. But uh, did you see what just happened there, Sapphire? Did you see what just took place that I was like, did you understand, Doc, or do you understand it from like a Doc, Doc? And then she went, she said, no, I understand. No, but really from like a Doc's perspective. And then she was like, and here are the doctor, 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 speak, yeah, speak, I mean, speak, like, doctor, speak. Like, come on. Literally what I'm here to do. <laughs> I literally serve no other purpose than the purpose I just served. All right. So, so we're, I want to be back here. We're at the contract dinner Contract obligated. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah, check. I earned my pay. Okay. We're back at the dinner table. You have officially paid. You got the points for your JetBlue card. And we are on our way. What is the next step? Because clearly this is continuing. Yes. So I was like, uh, do you want to go get another drink somewhere? Do you want to go back to my place? Do you want to do some combination of both? Do you want to find a Circle K and get some Marble Reds? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he was like, let's go back to your place. And I was like, okay. Um, because he wasn't like saying anything uh, after we after I paid. And I was like, do you want to go home? Do you want to do something? And he was like, no, let's go back to your place. It's like, great. So we went Back I mean, he's clearly a smart choice. Okay. Yeah. I mean, was it? I don't know. Um, <laughs> we will see. 
So we go back, I pour us some drinks, and then we sit on the couch and just, I turn on some music and we chat. Ooh, I'm liking and... all of this. I want to go on a date with Sapphire. Like, come back to my place. I'm going to make you a cocktail after I bought you dinner and <laughs> turn on some ambiance. Like, this all, I mean, Sapphire, honey, we got to talk after this. I'm down. Like, <laughs> this sounds fun. You sound, okay. I mean, you know, like... I, I'm I, I'm in this for myself at this point. You I know, respect and I'm it. Set a nice scene. You know, I also don't want to be a bad host. And um, you know, luckily I know this guy um, does have good music taste or like similar taste to mine. In that um, he he has moved beyond the '90s. Um, not so, that we're saying the '90s is bad, but the choices that last guy made were not optimal. You know what I mean? Right. You know, it, it, when you're 15 years old in the 90s and you put on Hootie and the Blowfish, you're winning. You know what I mean? But Ooh, when wait. you're a grown-ass human and you're like, hey, let's sit down on the couch right over here, Sapphire. Let me turn on some, I don't want to be with you. You kind of go like, oh, yeah. you might be taking me out of the mood. Okay, hang on. I, I think this, I, this is getting really intense for me. Okay, I'm really in it to win it here. I think we should take a break. We should all take a breath. And then we're going to come back. And I want to hear the rest of this story. Okay? Everybody feel Great. good about that, Doc? They do. I just looked up Darius's Rutgers net worth. <laughs> it's a lot. It's a so. lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. Listen. So I feel like a lot of people want to be with him. I would... being honest. So Darius is Rutgers. With Chris Steakhouse. And we'll be right back. And we're back, folks. I am here with Sapphire and the doc. Sapphire is back for round two of a Could Have Been Better sex story. I'm going to reset the scene for those of you who are maybe just popping in here. Sapphire went out with an extremely beautiful man who also... <laughs> happens I to have I love your flair. She said he's very attractive. You always like you'll you're you're good at you're a good storyteller because it'll build a little. Extremely beautiful. Doc, of course. <laughs> Listen, remember your check mark? Here's my check mark, doc. Okay? This is my job. <laughs> he's an extremely beautiful man. I say probably around 6 foot 4. He's got blue eyes, maybe dark hair cuz I like that combo personally. And then, you know, I'm so He's there, he's beautiful. And then, and their friends, they were on Marco Polo, and now all of that sexual tension has come to dinner, and he drops this bomb in her lap that he also has a cowboy alter ego at parties that carries around Marlboro Reds that he does not inhale. And then he says to Sapphire, how do you want to handle this bill? And he does it in a sexy way, the way that Sapphire described it. He was like, leaned over, put his hand on the on the bill, is it, was it like the Sapphire? And he was like, oh yeah. So how do you want to do this? Do you want me to pay for the bill and then I Venmo you? Or you Venmo me rather, you send me the Venmo. I send you my Venmo and you Venmo me, like that. Yep. And then you paid, but he was so beautiful. You still were like, look, this is about me now. Let's just get him back to the house and let's see what we can make happen here. You get him home. And, and again, I'm going on a date with Sapphire. Like take me back home. And make me drinks. She sets some music. What music do we play, Sapphire? Um, I think I had some Sturgill Simpson on. Ooh, a great choice. Great yeah. choice. Really well done. I'm now. Yeah. I'm with you. Okay, so now we've got that going. We've made drinks. We're on the couch. We're looking in each other's eyes. Let's go. Bring it to me, Sapphire. So um, yeah, we're we're chatting. Um, you know, and we came back to my place at about eight o'clock and by about 1130, we're still on the couch just chatting. Oh and I'm, my God. Wait, one second. I'm sorry. What? what, what did you say 830? 830 uh, to, to 1130, you were just talking on the couch? Yep. And by this point, I'm like weighing in my mind because like the conversation was was boring. So and it wasn't like, wow, we were having really stimulating, great connecting conversation. No. <laughs> no. Oh, my no. God. And, you know, like, and he's really funny, like, in our flirtations before, like, he was funny and we had, like, some chemistry. And then we're sitting on the couch 
And, you know, by three hours later, I'm like, I, how do I kick this guy out? Because right. I don't want him to stay and ruin my night of sleep. Or how do we get things moving? So by about 1130. But hearing, he on, just up, hearing you say that, by the way, like I, it, I'm hearing you say like, the a good night's sleep not being ruined was teetering higher on the priority list than the latter. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yeah. So finally, three hours later, he's like, well, uh, you know, I have to get up pretty early, so I have to go pretty soon. And then I was like, oh, so he's, A, not going to spend the night, and B, like, you know, this is like either go or don't go right now. And so then he finally starts making a move and we start to make out. I'm like, oh, great. So we're, we're making out and then he stops and he goes, just so you know, I'm not going to have sex with you tonight, but I'll have sex with you next time. And I was like, next time. Okay. So, um, move, bold move. This guy's obviously, uh, you know, like he's not playing checkers. He's playing chess here. Like, wow. Okay. Was this done in like a, like a, like a, I'm trying to figure it out. Like a, like an erotic way. Like just, you know, I'm not, but like, I'm, I'm in this or was it done in a like anxious way or was it done in a like hey just letting you know like a boundary setting way which is like you know i get it some people are like they're like i'm not interested in intercourse right away or whatever that because i'm assuming he was referring to intercourse i could be wrong but yeah he was referring to intercourse such disdain <laughs> yes he was referring to intercourse intercourse <laughs> yeah in in and out uh and it was done in a way that was like, I just learned how to set boundaries. <laughs> like, you know, like, I, uh, I'm not going to have sex with you this time, but next time. And I was like, okay. Great. <laughs> so, well, I, I do appreciate his effort to set a boundary. Sound like, sounds like it was maybe done a little abruptly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and I was like, of course, like, great, no problem. And then, um, you know, we go into my bedroom and we start uh, hooking up, but not having intercourse. Um, <laughs> he uh, went down on me for about a minute. A minute? A minute or like two. A, like a literally like a minute of one or two minutes? Yes. I would say two would be pushing it. So let's give it a, a minute 30. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And um, then I I went down on him, you know, and um, and as I'm doing it, he said, uh, I want to see you on your knees. And I was like, what? I am on my knees like he's laying on the bed and I'm on my knees. <laughs> <laughs> and, and he's like, no, I want to see you on your knees. And I was like, uh he wanted to stand over me while I gave him a blowjob. Okay. Which, well, you know, is not an uncommon desire, but also, like, given the, like, tentativeness of the dialogue earlier, did it feel mismatched? Very mismatched, and I'm thinking, you didn't even pay for dinner. Yes! <laughs> Listen, I'm sorry. I didn't want to have to say that. Like, I didn't want to be that. I'm trying. Listen, I'm trying to be respectful here. But, like, hang on a second. You didn't pay for dinner. You literally came home. I made you drinks. I set a mood. We did the whole thing. And I had to talk. I had to listen to you talk for three hours. And now we're here. You only went down on me for, like, a minute and a half. And you still, by the way, which, I mean, you still were like, well, I'll take care of you, clearly, for more than a minute and a half. And now he's he's he wants given more orders. Like I, I don't. I'm sorry. That just seems yeah, a little I unbalanced like making, for me, Doc. I just. I'm sorry. Yeah, Maybe I'm making, just me. But making no. I would say the like, you know, like I think there's a place for like making demands and whatnot. If it's like sort of a negotiated sexual dynamic that has kind of been like, yeah, I'm into that. I like being bossed around and being told because some people like that's that's fun. They like it. But there is sort of a like. 
if you haven't ever had a dialogue about that and like the rest of the evening's been like real like oh can we like passive you know yeah like super passive this, this is crazy. and then all of a sudden someone's like barking orders at you it's gonna feel abrupt and it's gonna feel out of place. Yeah, a little out of place. I mean, it'd be different, like, you know, if we were talking about things and, like, you were having, like, saucy conversations and, like, heavy flirtation talks about possible sex. And then he got in there and he was like, sit in my face. I want to guess your weight and don't get off until, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. taking care of you for, like, a good long, like, hey, you know. And then all of a sudden, yeah, but, the, I mean, this guy's putting in minimal effort across the board. <laughs> Yeah. And then all of a sudden he's like, and by the way, now that you've done A, B, C, D, and E, here's the other things that I want you to deliver on. And like, what? Right. And in my own home. Yeah. <laughs> he came to your and house. I thought, I thought about Venmo requesting him for half of the bill at that point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, continue. So did you do this for him? Did you get onto your knees and let him stand up and the whole thing? Yeah, yeah. Wow, and you're you know, a giver. Like you're a giver, way. Sapphire, and I respect you. Continue. A giver to a fault, obviously. Like, just taking care of dinner and then, you know, like, just... And, you know, like, this is my thinking. Like, I, the faster I do this, the faster I'll get him out of my house. Wow. <laughs> oh, oh right? yeah. I understand. I understand. It's brutal. Brutal. Okay? So, so we... He finishes and I get off of my knees and go to the bathroom and go spit it out. Okay. And then I come back in and we're just laying there and he's like, I was thinking um, earlier today, like, you know, like, should I eat some pineapple? Because that's, that makes it taste. I can't, I, we might have to stop. I don't even know <laughs> if I can continue this story anymore because that, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, is he in the eighth grade? Like, what? what is... What oh what gosh. the hell? He did not say this post orgasm to you. He did. He did. Holy and I, hell! My first thought was also, is he in junior high? Like, eighth grade. I'm telling you. Like, what is happening? Yeah, yeah. And uh, and then he just kind of looked at me, kind of dreamily, and was like, "I just want to thank you for sharing your body." with oh me tonight my. and i was like <laughs> like i lent him a tool or something like you know like uh can i borrow a hammer yeah. <laughs> <laughs> god Ugh. oh my god oh yeah and like i'm trying to like i was trying to stifle my laughter from the pineapple comment please and, yes because you know, i was just like yeah i don't know if it makes it taste better or not and oh, uh my God. and then he drops the thank you for sharing your body with me and i was like you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> okay and you know um so then I was like, gosh, it's, it's getting pretty late and you got to get up, right? You got to get back to your place and, and get up in the morning and go. And he was like, yeah, yeah, I should probably go. And, um, and then he, um, you know, puts on his clothes and starts putting on his shoes and he's like, oh, uh, uh, can I borrow a pen? And I was like, sure. And he's like, I need to write my friend a poem. Oh my god! Like, I, oh, what? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He needs to write his friend a poem at two thirty in the morning. After you just gave him a blowjob, and okay. I, I yeah. Let's Sapphire. just proceed. Sapphire, I think we just, need to I, see I, this. Yeah, we got to. We got to. I got to get to the other end of this. So you let him borrow a pen, my dearest yeah, Gwendolyn. Yeah, and I just keep it. You know. And he's like, well, uh, you know, well, so next time we'll have sex. And I was like, sure. 100%, like, buddy. Like, after you asked to borrow a pen, like, if 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 I needed to, if I desperately needed to write a poem at 2.30 <laughs> in the morning and with someone that I just told to get on their knees and thought I was going to have sex with again, I guess I wouldn't, like, ask to borrow a pen and talk about poetry because I'd be like, that's a that's a weird thing to do. Um, yeah, yeah, very, you very, know? very, very fucking weird. I would just type it out. There's so many digital tools you could type it out on your Apple Notes. Just you know, like that, like whatever. 
whatever you got a poem about, just do that and like, you know, keep that in. Wait, wait, when is there, when is there ever a poem emergency? There, you know, it doesn't like exist, that's... Doc. That's not a thing. I'm sorry. That, that doesn't, it's not a thing. I, I'm not trying to. I'm, was like it I said, for like a say, friend's birthday? Did you get any other do, What's the details why... on this poem? Do we have details on the poem? Um, the, I think the only thing I know about the poem is that it was for his friend who uh, put him up for the weekend. So, um, so he was female staying with friend. His... No, male. Oh my God! I don't. What is happening? Wait. I don't think any a partner, a friend of any gender, would want a poem, and maybe they would. Maybe it's a friend dynamic, but odds seem good that. Like, especially if it's like, hey, I'll throw you a couple bucks staying at your place or I'll write you one of my world famous poems. <laughs> I, don't. I don't know why. That's oh. kind of how I'm imagining that's it. How no, I'm, with, Doc, I'm with you. I'm, that's what I was thinking. I was like, I, my dearest friend, John, I can't thank you enough for letting me stay in your bungalow. Like, what are we talking about with this guy? And does he write the poem as the cowboy or does he write it as his normal self? Well, that's a really good question. I bet he writes it as his normal self because a cowboy rooting, tooting, shooting guy wouldn't write a poem. Oh, my yeah. God. So one one second. So does he just sit down and write a poem for what, like 30 minutes? Oh, no. I was like, yep. OK, well, yeah, I've got to go. Like, I was like. If he has to write a poem, he is not writing it in my home. I have given up enough tonight. Are you kidding me? Are you? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. I wouldn't have even given him paper. I would have been like, buddy, <laughs> get, beat it. Beat it. I, I don't know why, but I really love the phrase. If he has to write a poem, he is not doing it in my house. <laughs> <laughs> no way. At 2.30 like, in the goddamn morning. I like of all the offensive things that could occur <laughs> that... Someone writing, like, that's the importance of context, right? Someone writing a poem in your house at that moment, that was a no-go. But that's wow. really fair. That's a fair boundary, Sapphire. That's a fair boundary. I was like, you know, go go write it in your Toyota Corolla or whatever he was driving. Wow. Like, yeah. Um, yeah, and I was just struck by, like, next time. He was already setting up next time, and I was like, yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. yeah. We'll be. I'll talk to you about that later. I need some sleep first. Thank you. Yep. Yep. Like. All right. Great. Get out. Go. 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 Write your poem or whatever. So I want to be very clear. Uh, uh, back to the sexual activity. So he went down on you for only like a minute and a half. You helped him finish. He clearly, obviously, wasn't concerned about your needs in the bedroom. Are we getting that straight as well here? Like there was nothing yeah. else that he did to help deliver any sort of pleasure to you on that level? No, no, I mean, you know, just like the normal, like, you know, like hand stuff. And like, that was like intermittent too. And I was just like, okay, again, like I'm thinking like if, if I <laughs> give this guy a blow job, he'll get out of my house. Wow. Cause I, you know, wow. You know, there's this, it's really interesting, like, you know, a lot of times, like, culturally, we, we, people talk a lot about this idea of enthusiastic consent. Mm -hmm. But, you know, remember, Laura Rodemacher came on, and we've talked a lot about, like, there's My all different dearest, types of- My closest family friend. Yep. <laughs> there's all different types of consent, and one of them is strategic consent, right? Where people consent to certain things because they feel like it will- maybe benefit them in some kind of way or get them out of a situation, right? But strategic consent is often about like, not always, but like often about like, this really isn't my ideal, but I'm kind of feeling in a position where this is sort of the choice I need to make in order to like proceed to the next step, right? Or get like a certain need met, i.e. getting someone out of my house or right. whatever the case might be. Wow. Sapphire. I just... Ay, 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 ay. Wow. Yeah. The poem thing put it over the top for me. I mean, he was already on uh, on, a, on a fast track to, to Nowheresville, but wow. Yeah. What was the dialogue for the three hours? It was, you know, like talking about his past relationship. Always a sexy conversation. Yeah. Um, talking about uh like 
his hopes and dreams. I mean, it was very like maybe this guy just like hadn't had any like intimate connections in a while. Um, but it was very different than the dialogue that we'd had previously, which was like he was funny and thoughtful and like he was like very like hysterically funny and and um and then this night, I don't know if he was nervous, but he was not that same like funny and like sexy, like flirtatious guy. He was like kind of meek and humble. And maybe, maybe I was talking to the alter ego. I was going to say, I think you were talking to the cowboy. Uh, I mean, it sounds to me, it, I'm no doctor here, no expert, uh, but I got to be honest. I mean, I think you might have been talking to the alter ego because if the alter ego pops out at parties, and he's the rootin' tootin', gun shooting kind of fun, loving, making people laugh kind of guy. Well, if there's a listen, you're the doc here, doc. So like, if there's a, is we've talked about things like I, disconnect I, behind, like hiding behind the phone. You know, like yeah. maybe through texts, he's a little bit more bold sounds, and sexy. He sounded, you know, and I don't know him, and I wasn't there, right? But what you're describing sounds like someone that's anxious and to like, you know, when you have a phone in front of you, there's distance, and that's, you know, it's also like why we think about like people online that are like trolls and stuff, right? It's easy to say anything, right? When you're not looking in someone's eyes or you're not sort of like engaging with them, you you can be, um, you, you get the space and the distance to be as confident as you want or it's shitty sometimes as you want, depending on the person behind the keyboard. But you know, that distance creates like a, a buffering effect for like emotionality. But when you're sitting with someone else and you're I mean, he frankly, he sounded anxious, right? Like you're you're describing a lot of cues, and to be to give the guy like you know a, a bit of a break, like it is anxiety provoking to go on dates with people, especially in COVID, when there's like a ton of isolation, and you maybe haven't hung out <laughs> with someone in person for a while. But I think I think sometimes uh, it's more helpful just to say, and I don't know if he had insight into it, but when people do, like, I think sometimes people try to hide their anxiety versus sometimes it's just easier to go, you know, I'm anxious. I haven't hung out with anyone in person for a while. And I think that that, like, deflates it versus, like, this weird performative pe thing that we do as humans where we try to pretend we're not anxious and then we get kind of weird and then all of a sudden we're, like, meek and maybe passive and then we're sh shouting at people to get on their knees during oral and it's... Yeah, which is, that, this is my thing, though, Doc. Like, that just... that I mean, what... Hang on a second. Like he's anxiety ridden and he's nervous and all of these other things, but then he's like, "Get on your knees!" Like that. I mean, that oh, to me but is don't, like. Don't you remember the way arousal impacts us? <laughs> right? All right. Yeah, I guess that's the doctor part of the uh, thing here. Uh, well, also like that arousal can impact your thinking, but I think like sometimes people can have these like moments. Uh, like think about like a time when maybe you've been anxious and you're trying to push yourself through anxiety, and sometimes you like overshoot it. Right. Where you like kind of like, you know, where like you're at a party and you, you're, you're feeling a little nervous and then you go up to someone instead of being like, hey, hi, how are you? You're like, how are you? Are you yeah. having a good time? Yeah, sure, just, sure. You're just kind of there's like all of this sort of anxious energy and it's sort of abrupt and it's too big. And you're like, ah, the volume of my voice. Why is it <laughs> too mm -hmm. much? Yeah. And like to a, sometimes that happens. And again, I don't know this guy and I wasn't there. So like I'm kind of like this is pure conjecture. So take it as such. But when I think about a, a sexual dynamic like that, right? Like a lot of people, we've talked about this a ton on here, like a lot of people like really aren't good at talking about their sexual wants and sexual needs. And they're not very practiced. And if I'm being honest, this this gentleman sounds like he maybe generally struggles with talking about things in a, in yeah. a way that might be open or whatever. And so as a result, then people like pent it up, pen it up. And then by the time they communicate it, sometimes there's all this like, I don't know, anxious energy or like sort of blast of energy behind it where like people will be like, I'm going to pick a moment to be bold. Right. But they overshoot it because that sounds like someone you're telling like, me right, that I'm you're telling me to get on your knees was an overshoot. Is that what we're getting at? Here? Uh, I think that I don't know, but it could have been. There's no right? way it that was been just, that, uh, this guy just seems woefully unaware. I mean, I, listen, again, well, I wasn't I there either, but I mean, but to me, it's just like there's an overshoot of like, listen, you, you look, look, like, you do you. Let me do me. OK, I'm telling you that, that there's that they get over. That's not an overshoot like yeah, that. Well, but here, I don't know that you understand <laughs> you know what I'm saying, right? Like someone can be woefully unaware, right? I'm not saying like you can be woefully unaware and that's part of what contributes to that. But an overshoot is sort of like. So, for instance, this happens in sex a lot, where people are nervous, 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 
and then they get aroused and excited and then they also are like i'm gonna be bold right in some kind of way or maybe that's me giving them the benefit of the doubt or conversely some people just get really focused on their own needs during sex. Well, I mean, and that is another sorry, potential. I, listen, I got to be honest with you, Doc. That's what it sounds like to me. This guy sounds like he was. I mean, first of all, he was talking about. Uh, listen, we're just speculating here, and I understand that. And I want to, you know, I always want to try to, you know, come from a place of kindness. But you know, Sapphire paid for dinner, brought him home, sets it up. This guy talked about it, babbled on about himself for a long time. They finally get in the bedroom. He does very little to satisfy her, but then all of a sudden he's like, hop down on your knees. And like, I don't know, man. It just seems like this guy was a little bit self-involved because then we got to the end and he said, give me a pen for a poem. I have yeah. to write at 2.30 so in the morning for thing. my male all friend. Of, what? <laughs> all of these things about human, but like, like, so human behavior is complex. All of these things can be true at one time, right? Someone can be kind of anxious and amped up and kind of awkward and not know how to negotiate things. And they can be maybe pretty to a little to pretty self-focused in which they're thinking really only about themselves. All those things can be true at one time. And then they come together sometimes in a perfect storm of a terrible sexual experience. <laughs> and that's what I'm talking about. Right. Well, and I don't know. And I don't know this person, but you're describing a couple different things that I'm hearing. One sounds like a lot of anxiety and mm, I don't know if it's anxiety related, but I put some, I would, I would trend towards that direction, but difficulty with talking about what he might, like if you two were sitting there for three hours, for instance, and he was like, Hey, so like, if we're going to be sexual, like I kind of like to be dominant. And I kind of like to like, how do you feel about that? Like, how do you feel about a dominant vibe? How do you feel about someone being a little more directive or like bossy? And that could be a sexy conversation, but it doesn't sound like you had those conversations. No, we had right? none, except yeah. for, I'm not gonna have sex with you this time, this but time. next time. Right. Yeah, also that the presupposing, not helpful, yeah. right? I don't yeah. disagree with Jeremiah that there's an awareness issue. Yeah. I don't disagree. <laughs> this just seems disconnected to me. I just, listen, I, you know, when we, I hear these stories, you know, and there, there are people that just, I, I, I shake my head and I go, this person's just woefully unaware. Like some people just are. And it seems like this guy was just woefully unaware. And I definitely think He's one of those people that's a little bit more bold over text. He's a little bit more funny and quirky and stuff like that all over text because, you know, he doesn't, he's not face to face with Sapphire, who is a very lovely woman and all this other stuff. And that can change the dynamic and make him nervous. And then on top of that, he sounds just really woefully unaware. So like, you know, to me, you know, just, I mean, this was a shitstorm of shitstorms. Like it was, a, thank you, Sapphire, because it was a ride. <laughs> did you ever i am curious to close the loop on this story did you go on a second date uh no he texted me a couple days later and said um i keep thinking about like i keep replaying like moments of uh that night in, a, in my mind it, it was super sexy and uh you know i can't wait for next time and i was like you know i really enjoyed our time and i um just think, you know, we should probably keep our vibe as a friend vibe, you know? And he was like, oh, absolutely, me too. Oh, got it. <laughs> Yowza. Yowza. Oh, yeah. man. That's a, that's a, that, you know, I, there's a lot of layers in that one. This but is I, an onion. It's Just an onion. Like a lot of layers in Dante's Inferno. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I... I think the seventh was the three hours of conversation. Yeah. I think the ninth was the, well, I don't know. Like the, the ninth was the poem. The poem, the like. poem, I'm sorry. The poem. Yeah. I yep. can't, I don't, I, I don't, that's something that like is not, I, I don't even, it's like there's a part of me that goes, she's lying. Like that can't be real. <laughs> like, that didn't, that wasn't real. Like he didn't, she just added that for flair, for dramatic flair. But I know you didn't, Sapphire, and yet I'm sitting here going, how is that possible? That that was something no, that was too. said. At that time, I was like, how is this possible? How <laughs> does he think that I would ever have sex with him? <laughs> I, well, I, I also like, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I do appreciate the effort to like set a boundary about what, 
what he wasn't interested in or like what didn't feel good like i appreciate that i think that what i don't appreciate just- it. i'm sorry i'm stopping you doc i don't appreciate it i'm sorry to interrupt you i don't appreciate it here's why i don't appreciate it okay something tells me he thought that this was a sexy tactic i just i everything she's been saying about this guy makes me feel like he wasn't setting an actual boundary that it was something like yeah like i don't know like i'm willing to bet like if i just sat down with this guy and him and i were like chatting and we were like buddies he'd be like yeah man i went out with sapphire man woo and we were getting getting ready to get hot and heavy. I'm telling you, he's going to tell me a totally different story. And he's going to be like, I pulled the one tactic I know always lands, <laughs> which is I'm not going to have sex with you today. So guaranteed a new date and guaranteed another thing. She's going to be like, oh, you're so respectful of me. And you're so respectful of my feelings and my boundaries. I'm telling you, I feel it did in it my feel, bones. Well, did it feel, Sapphire, did it feel manipulative in the way that it was? Or did it feel more nervous? It felt... I don't know. I was so like, oh, God, really? Like, (laughs) (laughs) he just didn't know who he was messing with, Sapphire. That's the problem. He didn't know who he was fucking with at that moment in time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And at one point I was like, do you do you still not want to have sex? And he was like, no. And I was like, "Okay." (laughs) Yeah, I'm telling you, this was a tactic. There's no way. I don't know. Like, I don't know, man. Some some people really are like, I mean, and men, I think that there's, um, here's what I wouldn't want to do. I wouldn't want to feed problematic narratives about like men and sex and like all men are ready for everything all the time. And like, dude really could have straight up just been like intercourse makes me nervous. Right. Because you're describing a lot of signals and cues of anxiety. And I say that because you know what intercourse requires? An erection. Right. And a lot of times people get nervous about that. And if they know they're nervous or they know that that's something that they might struggle with, they might want to circumvent that. Or it might be like an emotional thing. Maybe their last relationship, you know, just intercourse means different things to different people. And so don't get me wrong, Jeremiah, you could be you could be right. You could be right. It could have been like a like in one movie, I heard someone refer to it as the blowjob paradox, right? If you tell somebody, like, if you tell somebody that you're not going to have sex with them, then you're more likely to get a blowjob, right? Uh, that's, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel right, like this, I is, ta- what you're this saying. is like a tactic. I understand what you're saying. However, I would say it's like both in. And there's also the possibility that that was really actually an authentic boundary because there was some reason that intercourse didn't feel like something that felt good to him. Right. So I I think it's always a little I think it's unhelpful to shoot to absolutist ideas about like what What, people's intentions are. Are you saying that I'm me, the Jeremiah James would shoot to an absolutist standpoint? Yeah. Like my whole job on this podcast is to keep you away from absolutist (laughs) ideas. Very dare you be correct. (laughs) So, and again, we weren't there, but people's, if I've learned anything talking to people constantly about sex, it's that a lot of times there's a lot of, it's like many reasons going on at one time for someone's behavior, right? It's rarely like one thing. I did this because A. Now, don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's pretty simple, right? Like, sounds like you wanted a blowjob, and it sounds like you wanted it in a pretty specific way, <laughs> right? But it is also possible that part of that, too, was was some type of... He could have... Maybe not. He didn't sound overly focused on your pleasure. But... He could have also literally just been somebody that's sort of like been led to believe that that's the type of sexual behavior that women find really hot and arousing. Because let's be real, like that stuff's all over pornography. And don't get me wrong, some people love it. And that's not the only type of behavior that people want. So he might have also thought that he was, A, getting what he wanted and needed, and B, really being super sexy and fun in a way that you would enjoy. he He may have really actually believed that. And my guess is he probably did. It sounds like he did based on the text he sent me a couple days later. Well, that's what I'm saying, because the text a little bit later to me was like, this is my guaranteed in like Flynn moment. I'm thinking about all these sexy times and I was so respectful. So if it's like entirely like some game and manipulation, right? Like a lot of times people might, do you know what I mean? Like there's sometimes like, I think like to, if someone was like completely manipulating and just be like, I'm just going to get what I want and I'm going to get the hell out. And I don't really care about someone else's enjoyment at all. He probably wouldn't have texted you that he was like fantasizing about it because he wanted, that sounds like a joining behavior. Like, didn't we have such a good time? It's not, 
I was thinking about me having a really great time. <laughs> he was thinking about we had a really great time, which tells me that that's maybe not 100% manipulated, but maybe, or manipulative, but more actually just a lot of maybe uh, unadvanced perception take, like really not as nuanced or not paying attention to what was actually the scene and what was actually going on and like paying attention to, for instance, did Sapphire feel interested? Did she appear interested in his conversation? Did she appear super jazzed? Yeah, he seems super <laughs> unaware on a lot of things. My only thing is Sapphire, you know, if, if you want to take one for the team, you know, and come back for Sapphire round three, you should definitely go out with this guy and tell him only if you come back is the cowboy who smokes Marlboro Reds and see how the night goes. I do not want goes. to put Sapphire through that. <laughs> <laughs> the, Sapphire is not here for our amusement. I did not say Sapphire was here for our amusement. I just, I really want to understand this other persona. Maybe you know that I was, was like, the, maybe was you like just Sapphire. didn't pick the right persona you know what i mean and, and i would if there's like a choice to come back with uh that was pretty good sex story <laughs> that's what i want sapphire i of course want with. the same thing too sapphire i was only kidding i would never be interested <laughs> in you actually taking one for the team in that way but i just have to say that uh you know I personally think this guy was super unaware. You say all the doctory stuff, Doc, and that's why you're here, and I respect you for it. I just, I don't know. This guy was totally unaware to me. I'm, I'm actually saying the same thing. I'm Are saying, you saying the same thing? I yeah, don't know. I'm you saying he was unaware. Words. It sounds like he was unaware, and here's an expansion on maybe what that unawareness would have looked like and some other factors that might also be intersecting with that. <laughs> well, so I, I'm not disagreeing with you. I appreciate your opinion, Doc, as always. Genuinely do, and it is always very insightful. And I just really want to say, as we wrap things up today, thank you so much, Sapphire, for coming back on. It is a joy. I love hearing your stories. You are a joy to chat with online and off. And so it's so fun to have you back to tell us another story. But I agree with the Doc. You're a rock star, Sapphire. You deserve to be having really great sex stories that you can come back on and be like, oh my God. And I didn't even have to pay for dinner and I didn't have to make cocktails or set the mood. He invited me back to a penthouse and he was magical. And I literally left there and I didn't know what was happening. I had like just been fucked hair and I'm walking down the streets of my town and I just was like, where am I? I'm in euphoria. That's the next story we hope to hear from our dear friend Sapphire on the University of Pleasure. So thank, thank you, Sapphire. Thank you for coming back on. Great to see you as always. Doc, thank yeah. you so much for all that you do. Mm -hmm. As always, you're a rock star. I love can to I, listen to you I, talk. Can I do, dear you know God, it's my did favorite you thing. I, you know it's was, my favorite. I was done. I just wanted to bring up to Sapphire, um, just because she's here and you know, you were maybe, jokingly volunteering for Sapphire to take one on the team. But I'm just curious, Sapphire, Jeremiah on a previous podcast, a couple, I think it was about a month ago, said that he would be willing to try um, a prostate Oh, well, hang on a second. This isn't about me. Why are we bringing this? Hang on a second. To, because then we could be on the show and talk about Jeremiah's first experience with using a prostate massager. And so I just want to remind Jeremiah that when he volunteers other people... God damn it. To... <laughs> just, you know... Doc. When he volunteers other people to do things, you know, also to be mindful that he himself has signed up for some things that, yet yeah, we haven't done an episode on. And I'm curious, Sapphire, if you would be interested in that episode. Of, Absolutely. Oh right? My Jeremiah's God. first experience with a prostate massager, which with Dr. Leo was on, you said you were open to. I did. I don't recall this. I'm going to have we to We literally have it recorded. I, I'll have to check the tape on that. I don't officially recall saying yay to this. Well, See, if you what, can always change your, you can always change your. This yes is the to thing that sucks so about working fine. with someone like the doc. She's so good, and she literally is like she pulls things. She has this memory like a trap. I can't remember what we talked about in the last episode. I can't remember the goddamn last episode's title. And you're telling me I got to remember about when I said yay to a prostate plate thing, and then I was going to come. I don't, I don't know. Okay, I'm maybe just, it's going to happen. I'm just saying, like you know. If we're tossing ideas out for people to like, you know, do a thing so we can have a dialogue about it. Sapphire I just knew wanna... I was joking. I was joking. I wouldn't put Sapphire through that. <laughs> oh, come on. How how dare you? 
I was kidding. All right, Sapphire. Well, if you want to come back on for the episode, uh, and so you can be a part of a roundtable discussion after I've tried prostate toys, um, you're more than welcome to join us. That is an open invitation. It will be uh, an experience for all, I feel. And uh, thank you again for coming on and uh, sharing your could-have-been-better sex story. Like I said, I hope the next one is a rock star, amazing sex story that your mind is blown. So let's hope for that. That's what we all hope for, for the illustrious Sapphire. And uh, the prostate thing, Doc. Look, all right, we'll talk about more offline. You can, I don't you know even, what? I you haven't go, even started You shopping. always get to change your yes to a no. So don't worry. You think on it. But it was, I just wanted to take this opportunity to remind you of that um, commitment that you made. And if you don't, and it's no, 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 uh, no shade. If you decide I'm not ready for that. But I just, as we're talking about See, things. I feel even in this moment, you're like, you're, you're pulling the same thing like you know, my sister pulled on me when I was a kid and was like, I understand, you're afraid, you wouldn't want to do that, you wouldn't want to take a dance class. No, and I no. was like, I'm not afraid, I'll fucking do it, I don't care. And then I did it. And like, and then I was like, all right, maybe it wasn't that bad. So, all right, all right, all right. There is no there is no ulterior motive. I'm sure there isn't. The... Yeah, with a half shit eating grin you got going on down there. <laughs> Give me a break, Doc, okay? I'm telling you, our millions of fans out there listening, if they were seeing this video, they'd be like, oh, the doc's got him. She's got him. <laughs> She's got him. <laughs> All right, fine. We'll do that episode. I'll figure it out, okay? And Sapphire can come back on, and Dr. Leo can come back on, and we'll have a roundtable discussion. We'll have a prostate party. We'll have a prostate party. We'll discuss it. So then the next time, if Sapphire goes out with a cowboy version, she can be like, I want you bent over with this toy. That's my jam. And then we can yeah. have, we can continue the round table. How about that full circle? That sounds great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might even bring a prostate poem to this. <laughs> <laughs> and there it is. And there it is. I need a pen for a poem, please. I have to go get my pen back though. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much for being here, Sapphire. It's great to see Thanks you as always. Me. Such a joy. And thank you, Doc, is for everything that you do for so many. And uh, everybody, be kind to one another out there. It's not easy. And uh, we'll talk to you all again next week. Bye, Sapphire. Bye. Thanks, Bye, Sapphire. This episode of the University of Pleasure was produced, directed, and edited by me, Jeremiah James. It was written by Dr. Tara Jansen and me. Jeremiah James. The University of Pleasure theme music was written by the incomparable Robert Felstein. Additional multimedia support by associate producer Kyle Binkley. And please remember, we want to be as inclusive as possible of the diverse experiences of others here at the University of Pleasure. So please email us your suggestions for topics that might be suited to you directly, questions, feedback, or just really great sex stories at contact at universityofpleasure.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to like, share, and subscribe to all of our social media.